All right. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's time for us to continue with our weekly um, lesson. Over these past few weeks, we've been looking at uh, the lies that we believe and some of the lies that, that stop us from fulfilling uh, God's purpose and will in our hearts and in our homes. Uh, the last couple of weeks, it's really been very uh, very it's powerful. been fun and yeah. uh, enjoyable conversation, just yeah. uncovering um, and discussing uh, the um, lies that uh, uh, we have believed and how God has brought us out and brought truth to us so that we can be free. Yes, Lord. Are you ready, everybody? I'm so sorry that we can't have it as more conversation. Uh, we really miss well, that. Oh, my uh, goodness. But yes. we'll, we'll try to fill in as much as we can <laughs> with just the two of us talking. But we miss you guys. For those of you that, that don't regularly um, watch us online, it's just usually we're sitting at a table uh, surrounded by uh, just family, friends, those who have been attending here, and it's more of a conversation. It's not a lecture right. uh, at all, yes. and everybody gets to join in. So this week, since we're online, we don't get the chance to hear your voices and enjoy the con and you know and really dig into it. But we'll do our best today, as we now want to talk about the the next self lie, and uh, what is that? It's easier to avoid problems than to face them. Wow. <laughs> That's a serious self-lie. That it's easier to avoid, avoid problems than, to face, than them. to face them. Wow. Are you ready? Let's just pray this prayer that we always pray before we get started because we need to really have our hearts ready to deal with this yes. one. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, it'll come up on the screen for you guys, and uh, let's just say this together. Lord, I pray that the word today would find good soil in my heart. I reject the thoughts of offense, where the light of your word exposes my sin. I do not take offense. I will change and turn to you, my heavenly Father. I reject condemnation. Your word says that Jesus did not come to condemn people. This word does not come to condemn me, but it comes to heal me. I reject accusation. Satan is the accuser of brothers and sisters. And this word does not come to accuse me or abuse me. This word exposes Satan and his lies. And I choose to believe and receive the truth. God says in his word, Blessed are my eyes, for they see, and my ears, for they hear. For many prophets and righteous men desired to see what I see, and did not see it, and to hear what I hear, and did not hear it. Therefore, I will hide your word in my heart, that I might not sin against or miss the will of God. Open my eyes, that I may see wondrous things from your word today. And Lord, our hearts are open to you to speak to us, through us. Yes, Lord. Right now in this moment, Carol and I, we decrease that you would increase. Yes, Lord. Even though we're not going to be able to have the conversation that we usually have, Lord, we pray that you would give us such words and cover so much that yes. even things that uh, ones might, different ones might be thinking about as they're listening yes, to us, Lord, we just Lord. trust your sovereign uh, your sovereignty that you would have us to that you would give us the words to say that yes. would cover much more than we even know to talk yes. about today lord in jesus name we pray amen amen, amen. 
Right. And so, and now here we go. It's time to just to get right into the discussion that it's easier to avoid problems than to face them. That's a lie. <laughs> Big one. All right. And uh, I'll just start, begin by reading. In life, avoiders ignore problems, hoping they will either go away or be solved by others for them. Of course, we all know that problems just won't go away and that our lives get much worse when we are unwilling to face them. Psychiatrist Scott Peck noted in the book that he wrote called The Road Less Traveled, fearing the pain involved, almost all of us, to a greater or lesser degree, attempt to avoid problems. We procrastinate, hoping that they will go away. We ignore them, forget them, pretend they do not exist. We attempt to get out of them rather than suffer through them. This tendency to avoid problems and the emotional suffering that's a part of them is the primary basis of all human mental illness. That's a crazy statement. Yes. That procrastinating, that um, trying, trying to, to avoid, avoid problems. problems. And the... And, and and the, the Emotional suffering, that's a part that's of it. That's going to be part of the problem. Avoiding that causes mental illness. When it's, it, it's, yes. or, or it's, well, it, it's when at it, least a primary basis right. of all human beings. When it, be, it becomes to such a degree that that's how you face life. Wow. Yeah. It's by avoiding. Yeah. Uh, or then, always delaying it or, right. or putting it off. Yes. In fact, this weekend is a perfect example of what we meaning just the opposite of you you can't try to avoid problems we knew that this storm was coming <clears throat> it was in the forecast mm -hmm. various rangings are the saying it's either going to be a couple of inches all the way to two or three feet we don't know what we go know? through this every year yeah. when there's storms are coming through this part of the country because of the mountainous area and all of the weather all of the uh, the uh, i can say the the patterns yes, in the atmosphere patterns. we don't we never know what it's really going to be like when it comes to pennsylvania right. parts uh, up in the mountains they can get two or three feet and then those of us living in in lower areas can get two or three inches out of the same storm mm -hmm. passing over the same area mm -hmm. so we just never know but we knowing that there is a forecast didn't sit back and try to avoid it ignore it well, we'll just, just sit back. We'll just wait and see if anything happens. Yeah. And if it's okay, then we'll have church. And if it's not, and if then, then we then we should then maybe we should have prepared and prepared to go online. Well, we don't procrastinate. What right. we did was said, in case the storm is so bad that we can't get to church, then we're going to go online. In other words, we didn't avoid it. We faced the problem right. and we implemented this this strategy. Here is what we're going to do to get past it. Yeah. That's what we're saying. You, when you know something is coming, uh, and because you don't know the you know something bad is going to happen, it's like something as simple as a storm. Mm -hmm. You don't sit back and go, "Well, I hope nothing happens," <laughs> and right. and all that kind of stuff. You know, no prepare. Yeah. In fact, Proverbs tells us uh, the wise man sees trouble coming right. and gets ready. Right. You also don't get mad at the weatherman for telling us that snow is coming. Yeah, yeah. What is that really solving? It's not really fixing anything. And right. again, it's 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 not. You're not dealing with the problem. Right. You don't. You 
getting angry at the person who, who's telling you, who's the telling truth, you who, that something is coming. Yes. You need to be getting ready. And the, many people, and again, that's just another avoiding the real issue. Yes. Because you're taking out your anger or your frustration about what's coming on the person who's telling you. Right. As if those, somehow that's still going to keep it from happening. Right, right deflecting so that you don't have to deal with it. You're, you're focus, you, you choose to focus on a person um, rather than the issue at hand. Yeah. Um, Dr. Thurman is concerned, also concerned that far too many parents damage their children by rescuing them from mm -hmm. facing their problems in a misguided uh, effort or misguided love um, that empowers this lie. Um, we chose not to do that. Yeah. Um, we have sons, um, and we wanted them to be well prepared when they were no longer no longer living with us. And we saw that also as it being our what a parent is supposed to do. You're supposed to raise your child in a way that they should go so that they are able to fulfill God's purpose for their lives. You want them to be a healthy, whole, well-rounded um, grown up. Um, so we, whenever there was a problem in their lives, we went through the problem with them. We showed them how, what they needed to do in order to go through the problem. Um, and of course we were there to comfort and to encourage and to, to even um, be examples of how you go through problems, how you, how you go, how you conquer problems. Um, rather than avoiding them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, when parents make a habit of rescuing a child from their problems, the child is deprived of the chance to develop the appropriate coping skills they'll need for handling life later on. The child often turns into an adult who is incompetent, lacks confidence, and constantly looks to other people to solve their problems. I don't know if you've ever run into a grown person who you, sometimes we'll call them big babies. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that's because they never learned how to cope. They never learned how to go through a problem, how to work out a problem, work through a problem. Um, they never uh, gained coping skills. We, uh, uh, I've seen a couple of articles lately on parents of today, they're doing what's called a helicopter parenting, which basically means they swoop in, they hover over their children, and every time their child encounters some problem, they swoop in to rescue them. Rather, the, if they're having a problem with the bully at school, if they're having problems with the teacher, if they're having problems with no matter what it is, parents constantly swooping in to rescue mm -hmm. rather than actually giving their child the tools. the tools that they need to deal with the problem without the parent around. Um, unfortunately, in many uh, uh, households, uh, children don't develop haven't developed any critical learning skills because parents constantly step in to either rescue the child from the issue or if or, or, or it can be just the opposite they fail to give them anything at all and to learn how to cope with it um, yeah. and so one is just as bad as the other whether you got a parent that walks in then rescues their child out of everything yeah. or the parent who does not engage in their child's life at all right. and therefore gives them nothing uh, to 
uh, to learn how to cope with life. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, um, that there are have been parents who weren't parented themselves. Um, yeah. I, you'll go to school every day. You come home. You you know you have you have food to eat. You have a roof over your head. You have clothes, but they don't actively engage in their children's lives. Yeah. And that and again, that's just as harmful as the helicopter method, yeah. swooping in and not um, giving your child the tools in order to conquer problems, to solve problems. They need to learn how to be able to solve problems or they won't be able to be full, healthy, well-rounded adults. Yeah, so those parents, they're actually, in, in other words, they've given in. A parent that's mm -hmm. like that has given in to the, the, the lie that it's easier to avoid problems. In other mm -hmm. words, yes. it's easier to avoid raising my child yeah. the way I need to. Yeah. Uh, uh, as if though your child is going to turn out to be okay simply because, well, you paid the bills, you... Um, you, you kept them fed, like Carol said, mm -hmm. you kept a roof over their mm -hmm. head, you bought them clothes, you mm -hmm. sent them to school, mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, you didn't go to parent-teacher conferences. No, yeah. So um, you had no idea what was going on with your child right. at school because you never went to any parent-teacher conferences right. to talk to your teacher, talk to their teachers yeah. about what's going on with my child. You never check, they never check their homework. Right. Uh, they don't have any idea what's going on with it, except for when they see their grades. Right, right. Uh, that's their only idea is the indication. indication of what's going on. And even if you see their grades, good or bad, beyond looking at the report card, a little bit of praise if it's good, uh, and, uh, and, punishment, and, if and it's punishment if it's bad, there still isn't anything done to deal with the problem, right. uh, the issue that's going on with your child. So. Um, we're really just saying, according to uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Thurman, that you really, uh, we must show our kids how much we truly love them mm -hmm. by making them uh, either face their own mm -hmm. problems mm -hmm. um, and by us as parents getting in there yes. and actually raising our kids. Yes, being a part of their mm -hmm. lives. Yeah. Understanding who this person is. You, you know, a lot of times we think of our children as a, a smaller version of ourselves, mm -hmm. and they are not. No. They, are, they may <laughs> have some of our uh, characteristics, our idiosyncrasies, our facial expressions, or, or even some of the things, they say some of the same things that we say, but this is a unique human being that has never been on the earth before. Yeah. And uh, and so you have to find out who this person is. Um, how do they think? How do they see life? And how do they respond to life, more, yeah. more importantly? And, and to be a part of that process for them. Um, even um, uh, you know, the, um, having to uh, discipline them, even if they think that we're the most horrible, <laughs> uh, awful parents on the planet for a while, that's okay. They will eventually, eventually appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and, and since we have um, older children who are now married and on their own, um, they, they've come that's back. That's what's going on right they, now. That's what, they're, they're coming back and telling us how much they appreciated what we've done and how we raised them. And so that's, and that's, that's priceless. Yeah, right. And I can hear somebody asking, well, how do I know the difference between if I'm helicopter uh Risk, you know, helicopter raising my child, meaning I'm hovering over everything and stepping in, rescuing them, all the out of stuff, 
and and the difference between that and and uh, teaching coping skills teaching my child coping skills and being involved in their life because it sounds like you're conflicting and saying two different things but we're not mm-hmm. uh, a parent um, is you, you can't be in the habit of rescuing your child out of their problem that's different rescuing your child from out of their problems is not the same thing as actually teaching your child how to cope give them coping skills mm-hmm. uh, uh, that they're going to need to know how to think for themselves. They're going to need to know how to problem solve. Yes. In other words, you don't take the problem that your child is having, and because it's going to take too long, and this, this is a perfect or example. Or you don't, I don't feel you have the time. Yeah, I don't feel I don't have the time to deal with all that. So look, come on, give it to me. I'll just do it myself. That's not teaching the child how to solve something problems right you know you just want you just want to watch your show watch your tv show watch your movie your child brings to you something that they're working on homework whatever it can be you snatch it and do it yourself you've rescued them Mm -hmm. and they haven't learned how to do it for themselves and uh and so and part of your rescuing wasn't even for their benefit it's just because you didn't feel like you didn't want to be inconvenienced you didn't want to be inconvenienced so you found it easier to avoid the problem of taking the time with my child Mm -hmm. by just doing it yourself Mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about uh now when your child gets to the point where they don't want to do it now they're the one who's avoiding. Right. They're avoiding the problem, and you're placing it into their hands. No, you've got to work this out, and I'll help you, but I'm not going to provide. Yeah, that's you being involved. Right. That's still not rescuing. Right. That's that you and I being that's, involved with that's our solving children. the problem. Yeah, and so you didn't avoid it. Uh, you didn't right. just act like it's. It, uh, it wasn't it's, it's just going to go away, and that's just on the problem on the child raising. You can right. do this with paying your bills. Oh. Um, just it, the list just goes on and on. Paying the bills, cleaning the house, no matter what it is, it's so easy to just keep putting it Put off, it keep putting it off, and it does not go away. Right. It really doesn't. Um, we, you know, I I used to work for a finance company, so there uh, I saw this all the time. One of the jobs that I hated doing this job was calling up people, asking them to to um, yeah, collection part, and that is reminding them of their past due payments and when you're going to make your payment and all of that. And there's always certain customers where it was the same people every single month. Um, uh, they they were never ever going to pay on time. That's cool. That's fine. But I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Um, the people who took the initiative to call us instead of us calling them always were given more chances and more leniency than the ones who tried to avoid the problem and put it off and put it off, you know, don't answer the phone, let the call go to their voicemail, Mm -hmm. never responded to any letters. See, that's avoiding the problem. But the people who would call, who would take the initiative and just call up and say, my payment's going to be late. Or they call every month and say, I'm still unemployed. I still don't have any money to make the payment. They always receive greater leniency. Why? Because they were not trying to avoid the problem. They faced it. They then you said you said that why is that facing it? They still didn't have the money. You know, they faced it by calling the creditor and saying, I don't have the money. That's facing the yes, problem. Yes. And so I hope that'll help you. <laughs> Even if, if for some of you that may find yourself in that situation. 
But that's what we mean. You avoiding the problem is just acting like it's not nothing like yeah, it's like it's, not there. like it's not there and ignoring it and they already know I don't have a job so I don't know why they keep calling me every month well that's their job it's right. their job to call every month it's their job to uh, send the late notices in the mail uh, they don't know your situation they don't know that it's the same this month as it was last month you have to take the initiative mm -hmm. and let them know mm -hmm. yep yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> and so what we're saying to you, carry that same thing over into other areas. Well, everybody ain't that lenient. Every, some, of the, some people will still be mean to you. Yeah, but again, don't avoid it simply because you know people are going to be mean to you. Face it. That's what we're trying to get you to understand. It, it's a lie to think that it's, that it's easier to avoid. And I'm, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because the people who avoid it the finance company those are the ones who then they will start initiating the greater collection collection efforts of uh initiated a judgment initiating wage garnishment mm -hmm. we're just gonna take the money out your check mm -hmm. uh and things like that we're gonna put a lien on your house on your property uh and so what we're saying to you is the longer it went the people yeah. who avoided it the, the worse it got because the 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 uh, the creditor would begin to get more aggressive mm -hmm. with the people who try to, who will just avoid. Mm -hmm. So life is that way. So we're just saying it applies in so many other areas of your life. It, it's with our children, with our child raising, with your spouse. Yes. Please, you know, oh, don't, avoid. Oh, don't avoid. Don't avoid. Don't avoid. You know, well, she oh. just going to say this and I'm going to say that. And so I don't even feel like going through all that oh. argument and fight. It's going to be worse. <laughs> if you if you keep trying to ignore it and avoid it, it's going to be worse. <laughs> Deal with it now. Deal with it now. What, pray <laughs> and then talk. Yes. Go right ahead. We as adults must model all this for our children by facing our own problems for them to see. We can't afford to run from our problems because they're unpleasant. Each day has enough problems of its own, and these problems become like a huge snowball rolling downhill and crushing us at the bottom if we don't have the courage to face them every day. I, I jumped on that part where it says, you know, um, as adults, we have mm -hmm. to model it mm -hmm. for our children. For our children. Many, so. many children have learned their avoidance and delaying yes. response by watching their parents. Yep. No parent ever sat down and said, this is how you avoid right. problems. No, they just watched us avoid yeah. and delay and procrastinate. And so they figure it out that that's what, that's what you do. Yes. You just procrastinate. You never get around to it. Um, I remember, uh, for instance, as we were raising our children, when with all of the financial uh, challenges that we've had, mm -hmm. you know, um, we told our children what was going on. Sure did. We didn't avoid it. No, and we uh, we uh, we not only told them what was going on, but we prayed together yeah, about it as a family. Yes. Yep. So, so again, that's not avoiding. No. That's facing it. Yes. Here it is. Teaching them coping skills. Yeah. Teaching them how to problem solve. And uh, when we came here to Harrisburg and we encountered, again, the financial challenges, uh, the ministry didn't go like we thought it was going to. And we ended up getting jobs. And But by the time we got the jobs, our mortgage and bills were so mm -hmm. far behind, we just 
could not make gotcha. it work. The, okay. mor- the mortgage increased because it was on a, a adjustable rate oh, mortgage. So the rate right. increased and therefore the payment increased. And then that, that at, so we couldn't even keep up with him. But we tried to refinance, but because we hadn't been on the jobs long enough, then we couldn't get the, get the mortgage refinanced. And all of what we ran into, well, we kept our kids, our kids, our, our children, yeah, yeah. uh up to date with what was happening because we didn't want them to just suddenly we got to move out right well we didn't lost the house no they knew what was happening we took them through the with us it was a family thing we're all going through this together no avoiding and you know preparing them uh so it prepared them for life it prepared them for the realities of life that you can lose jobs you can lose income um you don't act like nothing can happen. Uh, and the uh, reason why this is so important is because we also live in a world, uh, especially among some areas of the body of Christ that believe in you know speaking the word and all of that. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says uh, time and chance happens to everybody. The, the battle isn't always given to the swift. I mean, the race isn't given to the swift nor the battle to the strong. And so people go off and say, but to him who endures to the end, that's not what the scripture says. Mm -mm. Again, I'm so sick of man's traditions and phrasing that they attach to the Bible. That's not what the Bible actually says. Mm -hmm. What the Bible says is the fastest person does not always win the race. And the strongest person does not always win the fight. Here's what the scripture actually says. It says, but time and chance happens to them all, Mm -hmm. meaning things can and will Mm -hmm. and do go wrong. And even though you was the fastest, you should have won, but you didn't. And even though you was the strongest, you should have won, but you didn't because of time and chance Mm -hmm. circumstances, situations come up and things don't go right. And so, or as, expected. Or, or as expected, or even as they should, right. that things don't even go as they should. So I know that there are all of the people who speak the word and claim that and that and decree and declare, but you're not going to decree and declare your way around the word of God. The word of God says these things happen mm-hmm. and they can happen randomly to anybody at any time, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Jesus said that we must build our lives on the rock on a solid foundation because the storms and the winds yeah. are coming to everybody yeah they're coming storms and winds are coming to everybody but the house that stands is the one that's been built on the rock mm-hmm. yeah so we've experienced that storms and winds have come and so even though we've lost property What's the main thing? We did not lose relationships. Mm-hmm. We didn't lose life. We didn't lose life. We didn't lose our 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 kids right. in all of this process. No. We didn't lose our marriage no. in all of this process. And more importantly, we didn't lose our connection with God right. with all of this, all the things that have happened to us. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. So the decree and the declaring is supposed to be really about that. <laughs> that in spite of everything that we're going through or that can possibly happen to us we're still standing yes. on the rock the yes. word of god yes. that so why am i saying this because 
if you're of the belief that it's easier to avoid problems than to face them, some ways that people try to avoid problems is that I'm just going to speak the word over it. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to speak the word. Now, your bills are backed up and stacked up, and they're about to repossess your house or your car, but I'm just going to speak the word. And so then when they come and they take your car and you lose the house, and we've been there. We're not judging nobody. We've been there. Then all that speaking, well, then people say, you just didn't have no faith. Yeah, we have plenty of faith. Because faith is insight from God. Remember, we didn't talk this over and over again. What did God say? Then it's agreement with God and then obedience to God. Yeah. That's what faith is. Faith is not holding on to what you want God to do. And then telling them he has to do it because his word says this and his word says that. I'm so sorry that somebody taught you that that's what faith is. That's That's not what faith is. Faith is not I claim what I want and then I hold on to what I want and what I want God to do. And uh, and in his name, he has to do it. That's not what faith is. Faith is God speaks to us, gives us his purpose, his will, his plans for our life. We want, we come into agreement with that, and then we obey to set out to do what he said do. And we know from what Paul tells us in Corinthians that when the people of God start, go out onto that journey of faith, doing what God told you to do, there's going to be all kinds of opposition that's coming against your life when you set out to walk in faith. But you will make it if you keep stay connected with God, keep holding on to what he told you. You may not win every battle, may not win every race, all kinds of winds and storms, but you know he told you to do it. So you keep getting back up and going right back at it again. Wow, Pastor Chris, how can you say all of that? Because that's the what, reality. Yes, yeah. it is, and it is what we have had to do. We've had to do. So you don't, the reason why I'm saying this to you, because many people have masked their procrastination in, quote, claiming that I'm walking in faith. Mm-hmm. And you're not walking in faith. You're procrastinating. Mm-hmm. You will not face up to right. the real problems that you're having. Right. Yeah. Yeah, how, how you got into that place. How you got into it in the first place, <laughs> what decisions that you made that brought you to that point, right. uh, the, un, the uh, un, what, unrepentant sin yeah. that can be in your life, yeah. um, you know, uh, right. reaping seeds that yeah. you've sown from the past and what's really happening to you is you're reaping yeah. things that you Sold. You sold a long time ago. And so here it is. It's in snowball, just like we said. The problem is snowballed and snowballed. And you keep speaking and claiming and decreeing and declaring, and ain't nothing changing. It's only getting worse because you really are not in faith. You're not in faith. You're in fear. You're in avoidance yes. because you don't want to face up to what's really happening in this situation. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Those who avoid their problems usually end up with more problems in the long run. Those who face their problems each day save themselves a great deal of unnecessary suffering down the road. It's as simple simple as that. that. The truth is problems usually get worse when avoided. (laughs) That's the truth. That's the truth. So you want to know what's the truth statement? For the lie, the lie is that it's easier to avoid problems than to face them. What's the truth? 
The truth is problems usually get worse when avoided. When you avoid them, you can't avoid them. And you don't, you don't procrastinate, you don't delay, or you don't throw a scripture at it and right. hope God will do something about the mess that you got yourself into. It's not what it is. Right. Woo! Because I'm telling you, when you face it, when you face it, you come to such things as, okay, I need to repent, yeah. or I need to rethink this, yeah. or like, you know, I need to start all over again. Yeah. Um, I need to apologize to some people. Yeah. You know, God, if you, in other words, when you face it, God will give you insight about how to deal with the problem and where you yes, are right now. Yes. But you got to face it. I, I'm, yeah. You can tell that this is one I'm really passionate about because uh, I've noticed here in this region, we've run into a lot of what I call hyper spiritual uh, uh, believers mm -hmm. who want to make everything this super, uh, super, you know, highly way exalted spiritual experience out of everything. Mm -hmm. And no, it's just plain old, you don't pay your bills, <laughs> are you always avoiding everything, are you helicopter uh, uh, rescue your children out of everything, you live your whole life based upon avoiding problems, procrastinating, and delaying things off to the last minute all the time. And so you keep thinking, you, you, you keep using the word of God as your way to justify avoidance and procrastination and so i'm just trying to really just cut that off today yeah. seriously don't use the word of god and all of that to to hide and cover up the fact right. that you're just procrastinating you don't know you're not facing it maybe you don't know what to do right. face that and that's fine admit that yes just, i don't know what to do yes so that you can receive god's strategy yeah. his his provision for you in that instant in that yeah. issue yeah very important just start there otherwise yeah. you're cutting yourself off from the provision that god has for you yeah even the grace that you need to go <laughs> yeah. to be able to go, to go, go through, through it and pr to solve the problem yeah some things we're just going to go through. Yes. You're just going to so, so stop trying to avoid it. Stop trying to scripture talk it away. Mm -hmm. uh, stop trying to name and claim it away. Stop trying to decree and declare it away. Mm -hmm. No, some things you're going to go through. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll be you'll be a weak. Yeah. Your spiritual muscles will be weak. They yeah. won't be developed. Yeah. Um, and how then will you be able to fulfill God's purpose for you? Um, believe me, we have... There is an enemy that we have yeah. who wants to steal, kill, and to destroy, bring destruction into our lives. And unless our spiritual muscles are strengthened or worked out, <laughs> we won't be able to stand. Yeah. Um, Read this final scripture, and then we'll close for today. And this is uh, Philippians, uh, the third chapter, and it's the 13th and 14th verse. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I press past everything that would hinder me, that would stop me yeah. from reaching the goal that God has for my life. Yeah. Keep pushing. Keep don't pressing. avoid. You don't avoid. Don't put it off. Go right at it. Really, we're saying that to you right now, just as we're 
as we're in these final moments. Would you just join with us and pray that might be you. You might have been thinking all this time that you were walking in faith, moving in faith, but you're discovering as you're hearing this today that no, I haven't. I've really just been procrastinating and hoping that God will do something. <laughs> Don't do that. Just come on. Just face it. Face it right now. Just tell Lord, I repent. I, I turn my that repent really means just I, I, I'm doing about face the direction I've been going, which has really has been running away from my problems. Now I run to you, Lord. Yes. I run to you. I come to you. And now, Lord, help me to face up to everything that I'm dealing with in my family, in my finances. Yeah, in my thinking, on my job, on the job, Lord, the, all I just help me, Lord, give me grace, which is the strength. Give me the strength to face it, to stop trying to avoid these things. In fact, I'm not, we're not saying anything that you don't already know. Right. You know, things get worse the longer you put it off. And stop saying I don't have what it takes yes, to face do. it. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. The strength of God is right there. He'll give you wisdom when you don't know what to do. He says, ask, yes. ask. If you yes. don't know what to do, ask, ask God. Yeah. And do what he tells you to do. Again, don't, don't put it off. Right. Don't even procrastinate with the answers. Right. God will answer you. Yeah. He does. Some of you, that is the issue. You already, that's the issue. You know exactly what you have supposed to have been doing all along, but you've even procrastinated with the answers that God has given you. Stop putting it off. Do what he says do. Yes, and apologize to those people you need to apologize yeah. to. Yeah. And, and, don't, and the picture that you have in your head about how they're going to respond, you'd be surprised that when you obey God, he will, he will even cause your enemies yeah. to be at peace with you. Yes. So that when you do apologize, they will receive it gracefully and you'll be able to move on and, and to solve the problem um, that's, uh, that you're dealing with. Yeah, stop letting the what ifs yes, stop hold it. you back. Right, right, that's, right. What, that's what comes with that lie yes. that is easier to avoid. Well, what if this happens? What if, well, what if it does? Even if the worst scenario thing that you're afraid of that's going to happen, even if it does happen, so what if it does? You're not facing it alone. Right. The almighty God of the universe is with you. Yes. Yeah. And if we seem a little bit strong on this, it's because here's part of our history. We have owned three homes. We've lost two. So what's the worst case scenario? So for, so for us, we don't have any fear of losing homes. Why? Because we've already been there. <laughs> we have experience with God. He is faithful. He's faithful. We don't, we've had experience with God with losing jobs. What if I lose this job? God is God. That company is not God. Right. The government is not God. That hospital is not job is not God. That job is not God. Right. God is God. Right. And we have both been laid off jobs. Oh, my Lord. God still provides. He still provides. So we're telling you what we know, what we're living. In some ways, we're living it right now. Yes. We're trusting God. We're in full-time ministry now, trusting God. Because, of course, we're dealing with what if? What if nobody gives? What if nobody supports? What if? God, we're trusting God. Yes. So we can't, we can't avoid. We can't sit up in the house and hope 
what the earthly definition right. of hope just really was basically wishing, wish wishful just thinking. wishful thinking that something will happen no we still keep we get up every day we're going forward we're still preparing me- lessons we're still life coaching we're, we're still going to uh to the career league we're still going to the people that are asking us to come and share and life coach we're still meeting with people online and and we're as god directs as god leads we're we're doing that with everything that we have everything that we got with everything that we got so because we can't sit in the house and just just think about what if but what if what if we try this and it don't work uh um i uh well he's never done that to us he's never failed (laughs) yeah and that's what he's trying to get you to where you stop saying what if what if what if there'll always be what if there will always be a what if. But here's the here's the what if for you for faith. What if God does exactly what he said he was going to do? And you didn't do your and part. And you didn't do your part. Yeah. Early, uh, a few months ago, um, uh, a dear friend of ours passed away in St. Louis. And so uh, there was no way in the world we were not going to be there for the homegoing celebration, the funeral. But we really did not have the money to do it. But... And I, but I came to Carol and I said, I don't want to not go. Yeah. And then if we stay here in Harrisburg and not go, we miss out on a blessing from the Lord mm-hmm. in which he pays for the trip. Right. And we could have gone if we had just trusted him. Well, I'm here to tell you that that's exactly what happened. Yes. We took our money. And of course, you know, when you have to make a trip like that, uh, and you know fly at the last minute and all of that yeah, it's it way more, more. and yeah. so it ended up costing us a thousand dollars can you imagine spending a thousand dollars in one weekend on one trip yeah. and we did not have that kind of money to be spending after the homegoing celebration service, we met up with a dear friend that we hadn't seen in years, in years probably 15 years. And this couple, we were really glad to see them. They were there for the for the for the service too because they knew this this dear person also. And they shared with us how uh, they began to tell us about how much we had been a blessing in their life in the time that we all lived in St. Louis. They no longer live in St. Louis either. Um, or they weren't hadn't been living in St. Louis for a while themselves. They had just returned. And so they just wanted to be a blessing to us, they said, because we had been such a blessing to them. So the, the brother turned to me and he said, what do you need? Whatever it is that you need, tell me what you need. And I was still kind of going, I I really don't know how to respond to that. He said, I'm writing you out a check for $1,000 right now. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And he did. Wrote out a check for $1,000. And it did not bounce. And it did not bounce. (laughs) (laughs) God paid for the trip. Yes right there on the spot because we just went on and stepped out and believed God because he gave me the utterance in that moment. So there was, so I'm I'm trying to help you with that. What if, so here's a problem that we couldn't avoid. And the only way to, so the response was we're going to believe God because he is telling us we need to be there. We need to do this. Not even, not only him telling us it was the right thing to do because of who this person was was to to us. us. Yes. And so, yeah, there's no way in the world we were not going to, not going to, you know, we, we're not going to be there. But like, God, but 
we really can't afford this. And he just dropped in my heart that a blessing was waiting for us and that he was going to pay for the trip. Mm-hmm. And, and he did. So we couldn't let the what if, what if Stop. this, what if the blessing doesn't come? Because actually that's an accusation against God. It is. What if God don't do what he said? It's saying you don't you believe don't, him. You don't believe him. <laughs> and so we're challenging you today to believe God. Stop letting the what if make you that type of person that believes the lie that it's easier to avoid problems than to face them. Yeah. Go ahead and face them, but you're not facing it alone. No. You're facing it with God. You're facing it with him. Bless you, Lord God. Lord, we yes. thank you for everybody that was able to join us online today. Thank you, Lord God, for this word of exhortation that you gave us. We don't know who watches all of these videos, who sees these on these webcasts, but Lord, we're trusting you that it will be heard and seen by the right person at the right time in the right season for their life. And so, Lord God, we pray that all the things that we've shared today out of our personal life, that it will bless someone else and that they will see and experience for themselves what it's really like to walk with you. We thank you, Lord God, for the dispelling of this lie that is better to procrastinate, that is better to just to try to push stuff back and avoid problems. Lord, we uphold the truth. Yes, We uphold the truth that we're going to press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We're going to face the issues head on. Yes, Lord God, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you guys and have an awesome weekend. And uh, we'll see you next week as we join again with the Urban Life family. And so uh, stay warm. Stay warm. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.